All right. Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Mletsky. <laughs> Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Amen. Oh man. Family, if you want to find us online, go to trustthejourney.today. You can become a Patreon supporter. You can join the Trust the Journey family where we expand the dialogue from the podcast in a more intimate way. You can follow us on Instagram, also trustthejourney.today. So yeah, follow us, uh, join us anywhere you feel called to join us. And today we are diving in and doing a mutual therapy session, (laughs) which I think is sort of totally awesome, personally. (laughs) So tell me, my friend, why, why would you like to do this particular episode? Well, I've just been paying attention to kind of how we've both been operating lately in regards to our responsibilities and commitments to all the different areas in our lives. And, you know, we hold a strong commitment to the Trust the Journey project. And each of us, you know, shows up for that too with our commitment. But it's been pretty obvious for the last, say, month or so, a little more, that it's busy, 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 busy for both of us. And we're stretched thin and we don't usually let our edits fall down to like the days before they're getting (laughs) released and stuff like that. And I can see the fact that we're both stretched really thin right now. So yeah, might be good to just take a minute and not try to talk about something else. Yeah. You know, maybe just talk about where we're at right now. That's where we are, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been very intense. I I don't know the details fully of what's going on on your side, but I know that the intensity is interestingly matched, it seems, with both of us. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah. What? Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking about where to begin. Whenever I have this type of uh, of phase, I'm always like, oh, my, my instant feeling is, oh my God, where do I even start? There's so much. You know what I mean? Part of it is because I took my first trip uh, post-COVID, like in COVID times, and that trip was to lead a big training camp for Highlight, our demonstration jump team. And and I mean, lead it, co-lead it is what I mean. I don't, I'm not trying to take single singular ownership of that, but I all absolutely as a team effort. Uh, but yeah, so that was m- huge. We had a lot to accomplish. So we had to plan for that all while leading up to our actual demonstration jumps. And again, we did one before the training camp. Then we had this huge training camp which was excellent. It was totally excellent, but I was totally off the grid. I was navigating the fear and the learning of how to travel again. And just as we've talked about on the podcast before, travel 
outside of a pandemic is even is always a stress on sort of the amount of time and energy you have at least it usually is for me it's rare that i get back from traveling that i don't have some period of recovery much less multiple days of skydiving and leading and having major goals to accomplish throughout those those limited days together so that was one thing preceding that was the jump at Seneca Falls that we did which was super awesome too it's the only reason it's full-on is because it takes so much work to do any one of those demo jumps and while we're building the team and building the brand and building the back-end business so it's like full-on startup mode like I am in full the fuck on startup mode with highlight. And so that coupled with actually running my life coaching business, talking to clients, being present and with them, right, holding that space, that's super important to me to do. And so it requires a real not messing around with what I start to say no to in order to make it possible. And that's the thing you mentioned in your sort of starting comments about how committed we are and how we always show up for trust the journey and that's another thing i feel extremely fully committed to and so it's been it's been an interesting thing to feel the amount of workload and intensity inside of a project and a and a business and a startup and a and a mission that means something to me cuz I, I I want to be in all the places I'm being. There's no part of what I'm doing that is, oh, I wish I weren't having to do that. I don't feel that way. For me, it's it's I'm aligned. I'm in aligned work, which is so fucking amazing. I'm so grateful. And it's a lot. So I'm just in this growth period of like, holy crap, how do I maintain my level of execution and integrity with my word and organization and all the things that go into being a person who can, with integrity, deliver at a high quality level and lead at a high quality level and be present and hold space at a high quality level when it's so much. <laughs> so that's that's why I need a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like there's anything on your list that is prioritizing your time, like that there's an order or is it that the amount of time that you have isn't enough to cover all the things, you know? So I guess my question is, is there one thing that's taking you away from everything else or is it just trying to spread everything else out, everything out evenly enough so that it all gets the right amount of time allocated? Yeah, that's a great question. Highlight is definitely prioritized at the moment because August this month what we're recording this on August 7th and uh yeah the this month is the centennial anniversary of the 19th amendment so our biggest jump in Nashville is on August 18th uh we have another big jump with a with a lot of media and a live feed also in New York City later in the month and we have another one in Pennsylvania relative to some uh, some other women's suffrage history so all of that happening now that's Timeline-wise, chronology-wise, is taking the priority seat. Um, but because, like I said, delivering at a high level and still holding space for my life coaching clients and being here and being 
with you matters to me. So it's like figuring out because I'm not I'm very clear and conscious that I'm not willing to focus solely on one thing. I'm not willing to focus only and solely on highlight because I want to make sure my life coaching people are cared for, that this project is cared for. And so I I have to intentionally uh, make time for those things. Otherwise, it's easy to let a big project that has a real amazing momentum take over. So it's just that for me, it takes intention. It, and I and I mean it like it sounds easy. Just be like, oh, yeah, just bring intention, bring consciousness to what you choose. <laughs> you know, I can do that. But that momentum is powerful. And you, yeah, like making those decisions to what to focus your energy on, what can you actually handle, and then starting to learn how to delegate and what does that look like in a new team? What does that look like in a new business? And so that's stuff that we're managing too. And I say we because I, I, I'm I, inclusive of, of our team and, and Amy as well as my co-lead on Highlight. I was just up in Nashville a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, that cool. was my one and only breakaway trip um, during the times of COVID. You know, decided yeah. to get on the road for a little three or four four day getaway in the van and kind of just take a local trip to where there's at least some some relief, some mountains and some rivers, and go explore. Did a little paragliding. Went to Nashville. Went to uh, Chattanooga. Went and saw some friends nearby and. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And COVID adds a different layer of stress. You know, like I'm in a tr- the tri-state area where the, you know, there are travel restrictions. I come back, I have to get a test. I have to quarantine for two weeks, you know, so there's, and I have, we have a, you know, we're operating fully, completely COVID compliant because we want to, we want to lead from that perspective of safety and, and caring for the population and humanity. So that's just been another added layer of stress while trying to do all these things and be out in the world while really keeping an eye and understanding of a moving target of what do we do that is the best way to operate and how to, you know, adhere to the guidelines presented by the states that we're going to be in. So crazy times. But tell, tell me more about you. What's going on in your world? Say more. Uh, well, it's a bit of a whirlwind lately. Uh, I listened to my instinct and decided to put my house on the market. Yeah, that's exciting. And that's been on my to-do list for quite a while to, to make a move out of Florida and to um, go be in the mountains and change up the scenery. So uh, I prepped the house, got everything spick and span perfect to present and to do photographs and everything and got everything spotless and the house sold in two days. Oh my gosh. So now I'm in the midst of going, okay, this is all happening. And I'm um, purging anything that I don't need to have in my life. And the timing was pretty, it was pretty full on because I didn't really expect it to just have an offer and a close a full asking price in like two days. Uh, so it kind of threw me by surprise. I kind of figured I put the price pretty high 
uh, because I kind of wanted it to take a little while to sell. Yep. And so now I feel kind of pinned and I actually had to put a fair bit of time in the closing process to allow me enough time to finish the projects that I was already working on because I have like two major projects that have been about over a year long that are both finalizing in the same week a third that's been a few months long that's also finalizing at the same time and a couple of those are work projects and one of them's personal project uh, the personal project is my van build that I've been working on scheming it for t- two three years now physically I've had the van for a little about a year and a year and a few months and I started working on it uh, one year ago yeah so the build out of that I'm going to move into the van so I have to finish the build to be able to move in and I have to use I'm using all the tools in my garage to do that and as soon as I finish the build I gotta like pack all my stuff away (laughs) so there's the pressure to get it done And, and right now it's middle of summer it's a peak heat and it's 95% 95% humidity in Florida and it's like 105 Ugh. degrees it's murder so it's really really hard I have zero <laughs> motivation to be out there doing any work on this project and when I am it's just really hard work and I run out of steam so so quick I like I I have these visions of who I am and what I can do and what I'm capable of and when I put myself out there and this temperatures it's just not happening i run out of i'm like a couple hours in and i'm like Plomp. i'm done i'm That's smoked understandable you know so yeah so lo- lots of stuff going on uh lots of relationship issues dancing around at the same time personal growth stuff dealing with addiction dealing with growth and change and going through the cocoon stage is where I feel like I've been in for quite a long time now I kind of like purposefully you know uh, set myself up to live alone and and to have a period of growth and now that period's kind of coming to an end and I have no idea what's ahead because I don't know uh, exactly where I'm going or what's happening but I know my instincts told me now's the time to do this and like oh gosh I hate it when my instincts tell me what to do because I have to listen to them and oftentimes it's really scary because they don't always tell you the whole story they just give you the like the the, you need to do this part right now kind of feeling and it's like oh shit I gotta step off the cliff into the great unknown again and here goes you know oh my god right I commend you for for listening yeah I commend you for listening it's not easy Every time. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not. The great unknown is very real. Yeah. So the whole time of COVID thing is this huge variable that in the mix that is just like, I have no idea what to expect as far as interstate travel or, you know, what living in my van is going to be like. Um, Yeah. But I've been setting myself up for a lifestyle change definitely a a firm lifestyle change towards simplicity and a lot of physical activity and you know very boundary periods of work and external commitment uh and yeah so i'm still the big challenge i'm dealing with right now is this transition from 
where I've been so comfortable for the last 11 years in this house and with you know a, a multitude of space I've got this great big huge house and I'm shedding like 2200 square foot house down to like a 60 square foot van yeah <laughs> so. oh my god <laughs> it's so amazing right the and it is it's so much unknown so much unknown I've been laughing with my friends about I mean I'm sure everyone in the world has seen the comedy 2020 memes going on you know where one one meme is John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John all perfect in the in their grease roles and and that's January 2020 and then you've got on the on the bottom John Travolta and Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction and they're all like effed up and it's July 2020 I feel like I said this to Sarah last night my roommate and, and one of my best friends, she and I were laughing just so at just how ridiculous it has been, how nothing theoretically will surprise us anymore because we just had a hurricane hit New Jersey. That's usually your department, Jay. Yes, it, it, <laughs> you know? had, we had this huge warning, hurricane, 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 as the news always does. And it we literally, like the, the morning it's supposed to hit, we got a 20-minute rain shower, and then it was blue skies all day, and the cloud line stayed exactly at the coast, and we didn't even get a cloud. Nothing. Just blue <laughs> skies for the next two days. No wind. No nothing. Just perfect summer Florida weather, and you're like, pretty sure yeah. there's a hurricane right nearby. <laughs> it just so slid by. Weird. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I sit in my office where I'm sitting now, and I have there's this giant, amazing tree behind our house that's that big, giant part of it fell down, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then the power was out for it's, and its power's still out for a lot of people. We got ours back yesterday, but was out for days and days, and and it's just one of those. And again, I don't actually experience that as a real issue. It's just kind of an annoying. It's an inconvenience, but I. I tend to experience most unexpected things as kind of potentially fun, which sounds, just stay with me because I know not everything is fun, but there is one of my automatic default, you know, responses to things to, to the unexpected is to find humor in it. Like I've, I've been laughing a lot because you can't make this shit up. It's so intense and so crazy. And, and, you know, the murder hornets and the this and the that and all those jokes. But that's speaking to the extremity of what we're in. And I, and I almost think that's so liberating and freeing of that, you know what? It's like this awesome experience of surrender when you're not trying to stop the next bad thing from happening that you just really give in to what's going to occur while being intentional with your actions. You know what I mean? What are you putting your time and energy into? What are you spending your time and energy caring about? What, you know, how are you (coughs) responding to and relating to the challenges that come across your plate? And so for me, I tend to laugh. I tend to laugh at a lot of things, not to take the seriousness out of the things that need that and, and warrant that, but because there's been so many things on the list, I've started to laugh a lot more. <laughs> it's like there's on, can't make it up. I've been doing a lot of laughing, but I've also been doing a lot of crying. 
I'm just like, okay, just let it out. It's fine. The other day, if you guys want to see this, if you're watching the YouTube, <laughs> I completely smacked my head the day before last. Like, it's one of those things where you're laying on the ground doing some work, and I just sat up that like six inches and whacked my forehead on the bottom edge of the door of my van, and I felt it hit directly, and it's a it's a pressure wound, you know, just from bumping it. It's cut the skin open, and I felt the blood dripping down my forehead, you know, uh. between my eyes, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to lay here soaked in sweat and dirt and sticky stuff and blood rolling down my face, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> This is how my days are going lately. And it's pretty much every day. Like, I think I've hit my head every day for the last three weeks. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> it's serious. Like, every day, I'm like, bam. Oh. That's what I mean oh, by the humor man. part of it. Because, like, yeah, of course it's not. Yeah. That sucks, you know. Oh, <laughs> of course it sucks. Yeah. And trust me, there are days I cry too. But those are far, they're far less these days. They're far less these days. So I hope that trend continues for me. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel a, a surrender in a positive, empowered way it, uh, over me. At least today, at least this past week, I've been feeling a lot of that. Even amidst all of the intense, intense workload that I've been engaged in as well. One of the things that I've been happy about... Um... I guess in a way of thinking about how I've been responding to my own situation and my own circumstances is I've been able to recognize when I'm just done, like I'm tired, you know, and it's happening a lot earlier than I'm used to. I'm, I'm finding myself out of steam and just needing to just recharge way earlier in the day or the evening I'm just like, okay, I can't work until nine o'clock tonight on this project that I'd like it's seven o'clock and I need to just be sitting down and that's it. I got, I got nothing else. I got, you know, and I, and I question myself because I, I like to push myself, you know, I like to make sure that I'm giving everything I have, but I've been able to recognize I'm like my head's spinning. I'm not being productive. I'm getting frustrated. Um, I'm just spinning my wheels per se and not getting any value from the effort that I'm attempting to put in and so thereby recognizing that rest is the better option you know yeah. in that situation and allowing myself to rest without feeling guilt or like I'm letting myself down in any way and just being like okay I'm not getting to that today yeah. it's gonna have to wait until the next time I have energy to put towards it you know yep so. That's totally been a, nor a, a moving benchmark for me as well. In the times of COVID, yes. But in general, that's been something I've had to really work to get to, to be like not guilty or not agitated at open loops. I have can, like historically as a young entrepreneur, I really struggled having any open loops and you can't live like that because entrepreneurship is one big open loop like you're never going to get everything done it's all so I had to really intentionally get good at that and it's serving me now because of again the workload but there's just so much there's so much I can't possibly finish it quote unquote in a day and 
yeah, just like you said, when it's time for me to lay down and, and rest, I have to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to burn out and, and have a bigger breakdown. I'm feeling a little bit of fear lately. This morning, I actually woke up to kind of a panicking, fearful dream. Yeah. And it was it was a very realistic moment in a dream. I was And I was just packing some stuff like I was loading some stuff into a box like I was it had to do with my upcoming move and I was packing some things and suddenly just got really scared and started to have this feeling of panic and like feeling of not knowing and kind of a a breakdown moment you know like a little collapse of kind of like just a little fall to the knees and kind of cry because just don't know what's coming and how it's going to turn out and why and it was it was somewhat unsettling because I had been awake already. You know, I had woken up. And I think I had gotten a little bit of water and gone to the bathroom and I'd laid back down and I'd fallen asleep again. And then had this very unsettling dream and woke up from that and regained my consciousness to the morning and recognized it and realized that as I had laid as I had sat back down, I had started my morning meditation and fallen asleep in my meditation. So I'm ping ponging in between this like state of mindfulness and like awareness of self and like falling into this state of unknown and fear and and just ricocheting back and forth. And I, I really feel like that's kind of where my state has been lately is in this like inside the pinball machine, just getting hit by the bumpers and other times the ball is just casually cruising across the board and all of a sudden it gets nailed and goes the other direction you know some flipper or something oh my god oh my god that's so amazing it's i've been having crazy dreams lately i used to have a recurring dream like a recurring nightmare and uh I, I don't have it anymore at all, but it was this really crazy dream. Have, have I ever told you about this dream? Oh, please. I'd love to hear Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. This I have is, a watch, uh, so I'm curious. Oh, yeah. This was, this was one I used to have all the time. This is many years ago. I used to have this dream where my brother and I were hiding in like a in our garage in some sort of cubby area, and there were totally like bad people with guns trying to find us like it was a terrifying dream and it was always a a a version of that so we were always hiding we were always you know to my brother it was always my brother and me hiding together and these people with massive guns were trying to find us and, and kill us basically and they never did you know it was always just that was the dream that was the very simplistic share around it um and as I grew, I feel like very much it's connected to my my growth and healing as a as a human being and and all of that stuff. That's a longer probably share, but it went away as I got to ha- got ha- a handle on my own stress, my own uh, ability to navigate my waking life in a more calm, mature way. Um, but yeah. Lately, I've been having wild dreams, not necessarily scary, but fucking weird (laughs) in a cool way. Like, I mean, again, I could go on and on about the dreams that I've had, but um, yeah, lately they've been weird. And I had a period where I didn't dream much at all, and they've sort of resurged recently, which 
again, who knows? I'd need some some guidance on interpreting that. What are what's I, been yours? Tell me more about yours. Well, I have a, a, a few different recurring dreams that I've had my whole life. Um, there's one theme, which is I've always called it a déjà vu, which is like I find myself in some scene in a dream, and it doesn't really make any sense. It's always a little disjointed. Things are just kind of slightly out of place. Like it's like things. It's kind of like it's it's faux. It's mm-hmm. made up, and um, a, some kind of a facade. Like there's a game being played. But anyways, I'm in some scene, and it just feels weird, and I don't know what I'm doing there. And the dream is insignificant. It's just some <laughs> passing moment in a dream. But at some point in my life, later, six months or a year down the road, I pass a moment. And I'm like, oh, that's the moment from my dream. So it's kind of like this future casting, foretelling of the future. So that's something I've experienced my whole life. And oftentimes when I have found myself in that moment, I've been like, I wrote this down. Like, I've made a note of this moment, you know. And there's sometimes where it's been just crazy specific. Wow. Um, Then I've got a couple other recurring dreams. One is I do wheelies a lot. I like to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have this like recurring dream and when it comes around I love it it's one of my favorite dreams and I have some like small motorcycle like a 100cc uh, dirt bike that's perfect for doing wheelies on and I'm just toying around like I'm riding a unicycle and just having all the fun in the world like playing it's very very playful um, kind of circus like kind of just this mode of play type dream and i have another one base jumping dreams i've had those since i became a base jumper i've had them constantly i initially i had some skydiving dreams early on but they did they went away pretty quick and base jumping dreams took over and i have these scenes which are like places they're like i could swear they exist that they're part of the earth like they're real places but i think they're kind of homologations of all these places that I've been and that I've lived and that I've imagined and they're kind of made up worlds. And so there's like an uptown in the city. There's a downtown in the city. There's a waterfront in the city and all. And then there's like a mountain canyon areas and I'll revisit these places over and over again and I'll go explore them and go jump buildings and go jump off cliffs and have these massive adventures and and they're like it's just a story that never ends it continues on and on and there's never those dreams are virtually always free from any kind of um trauma or fears there's there's a playful note but there's also something that's like uh if you're gonna sneak into a building to jump off of it and it's a you're gonna have to like get around some kind of security or you're gonna have to sneak in somehow sometimes it's like a fully operating bank building and you gotta like get into this bank and this is like real you know like the (laughs) truth of it if you're gonna go jump off a bank building you gotta sneak into a bank you know so oh my god yeah and so these dreams are they're quite fun actually you know and they they play out these whole storylines um I have one more that's a weird yeah, one. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, this one I is the one it. that that bothers me. It gets me really <laughs> upset, and oh I don't know where it's rooted in. And it's specifically it's alligators. 
Okay. Right? Not not crocodiles, but alligators. Okay. And they're almost always just le- like like as they do, they just lay there. They just lay there. And I'm in some dark, murky, swampy place and I have to navigate my way through these dozens of or hundreds of 12 to 14 foot long big reptiles that are just laying in wait and sometimes it's literally like stepping over them creeping through this like trying to wake up the gators or like having them chase me these are torment dreams these are the ones that and they've happened i think i've probably had like 40 of those kinds of dreams you know oh my god i know i feel like it's normal to have those types of those types of recurring dreams and and the the, like stress induced things and I mean even last night for example I had this weird dream about my my childhood home about and like I basically had gone away for a night or something like that and I wasn't supposed to come back and visit or something but my basically my mom and my stepdad in this dream had totally like not demolished the home, but there was these like giant cement, like there was this like, giant cement structure with a roof and it was, it was connected to my childhood home. But at first it looked like my childhood home was gone. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh my God, I was kind of freaking out in the dream. I wasn't like wildly upset in the dream, but I was just like, holy shit, like, no. And then I realized it was just some, like, weird addition that they had put on my childhood home and that as I went in further, the childhood home was still there and it was no problem. It was like, so literally, this is happening now, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean, that happened. That was a dream I had last night. So yeah. for people listening who are like, oh, God, what are my dreams? What does it say about me? You know, <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> I had a really, really really insightful dream last week about a week ago and it became very lucid where i woke up in the dream to the fact that i was dreaming but didn't wake up from my state of sleeping right so lucid dreaming and it was something in the dream seemed you know just not quite right where i'm like "Ah, no things don't work like that in the real world you know and so i was able to pick something out and go that's not right and go if that's not right then i must not be in this in the the default world that we live in when we're awake and conscious and so i i called it out per se inside my own consciousness and was able to to say that's not real and say oh yeah well, if that's not real, then nothing else is. And then to, then all this is a fabrication. And if all this is a fabrication, I can make it into whatever I want it to be and basically took control of reality. And at the same time, there was an element that became illuminated to me in this process because I've had lucid dreaming before where I've been able to kind of break away from the unconscious experience into the conscious experience but i didn't necessarily have it reveal anything it was more just a like having the paintbrushes and the paints you just get to make up whatever goes on the canvas but you don't really get to see like what's behind the canvas kind of thing and in this one i kind of got to see 
everything. It was like, yeah, not only am I waking up to this fact that I'm dreaming and that I'm conscious in my own dream, but I'm waking up to the idea that the experience of dreaming looks like this if you step even further back and this be outside of the, the the outside of the experience while in the experience it's, it's hard to describe yeah the the movie inception is one of my favorite movies it's, yeah it, i mean for people who haven't seen it it's i'm not ruining anything but it's there's it talks a lot about dreaming and that, that type tonight. that type of creative process uh in the mind and that's just fascinating to me the that i can't say that i've had that many experiences with that gosh if any to be truthful i'm trying to go back into my memory bank to be like i i imagine i have but nothing super memorable where i'm like i'm in this creating this dream i nothing that stood out so much or recurred enough for me to remember it but yeah it's been interesting recently with the the level of detail that I've been remembering, which is has been atypical for a long time. Usually it's like I'll wake up and I'll forget it pretty much immediately unless I write it down, you know? Yeah. But I made some notes about that dream the other day. I think I made myself a recording, an nice. audio recording, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel Crazy like I... days. Yeah, crazy days. I feel like it's all, I mean, it's all connected to me. It feels all connected as always. There's no, no mystery, I feel like, there. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's really right now that feeling of everything is changed. The illusion of control being ripped from our minds as we've, as we've already touched on and watching for where I would want to control things. And again, I go back to the being in a real practice of surrender of intentional action married with deep surrender. That has been my salve, my emotional salve. You know, if we talk about this being a therapy session, like what have I been doing to, to care for myself, you know, to mother myself, to love myself actively, you know what I mean? Not just like the self-love, I'm talking about actively loving myself. What have I been doing to care for myself? And that's one of the biggest things is, is watching my, my mindset watching my mindset yeah all the things of sleeping as much as i want resting like we talked about not watching the news getting off facebook too much laughing where i can finding the humor and really being in a rigorous practice of surrender and intentional application of my energy and resources yeah um what I wanted to say, listening to your thoughts there, brought this up inside of my own Please. experience. And something that I've kind of come aware of recently is that, um, as many of you know, if you're a regular listener, you know, I've been intentionally trying to uproot who I am and take a look and explore myself. And through the practice of traditional therapy, through the practice of mindfulness, and through the use of psychedelic ceremonies and plant medicines. Um, 
what I've come to realize is this, there's a word that gets thrown around a lot um, following plant medicine therapy ceremonies or following therapeutic sessions which is the word integration and integration speaks towards the idea of taking whatever the realization that you have whatever insight occurs for you during a pointed session that's intentionally looking for insight and applying that insight to your life in a way where it affects who you are and changes the way that you operate, the way that you look at things, the way that you feel about things, the way that you respond to things. Integration is the application of the insight into your everyday consciousness. And what I've come to realize, it's kind of, it's a brutal realization too. It's a tough one because I've been exploring consciousness my whole life and through psychedelics for over three decades and the what has really and truly come up for me recently is that true mindfulness true self-awareness shows all the things about ourselves that we may or may not like and coming to an awareness of all the things that we've been unaware of puts a lot of things on our plate like personally speaking i have the idea of who i am in my mind but i haven't had an accurate objective external perspective as to who i am in without this true mindfulness occurring. So the more that I've delved into this idea of being self-observant, the more I actually see all the things about myself that I do and do not like. And then I realize the idea of who I am and who I actually am are not the same thing because the actions and the things that I do and the practices and the, the, the actual actuality is makes up who I am and the part that's just inside of my mind is just a piece of that so now I go well fuck now I have to undo each of these things that I find myself unhappy with or are not they're not resonating at the frequency that I want them to resonate at so an example is you know I'm talking to somebody I care about and a tough point comes up and I find myself shutting down or I find myself getting riled up, or I have some kind of a emotional response, and being aware, suddenly being aware that the emotional response is happening, and being objective to it enough to go, okay, it's happening, but then also struggling with how do I control or manage that, and but the bigger piece going, well, wait a second, have I always done this? And this is the this is the big one, right? It's like what's really coming to light for me is I think I've been this way my whole life. And I had one this week, and this will, here's some vulnerability. I was in special ed, right? I rode the short bus. And my whole life, I've been completely, utterly convinced that I was incorrectly 
put in special ed that I should never have been in special ed because that was just a poor decision by the educational institution for how to manage a kid like me. And this week I realized I was a problem kid. I have major problems with emotions. I couldn't deal with things. I would explode or contract or run away or freak out. And I would have major emotional outbreaks. And so I was put in special ed because I had problems. Yeah, got it. Not because I shouldn't have been there. I was actually put there for a reason. And I continue to have these problems my entire life. Mm. And I'm like, it's 40 years later. And I'm going, oh, actually, I was put there for the right reasons. You know, and starting to recognize that these are the parts of who I am. So that's a son of a bitch. Oh, I, well, and I, <laughs> I acknowledge you for sharing that. And I love that you shared that because, and again, I go back to, yeah, my own life experience and all of the experience I have had being allowed, intimately allowed into people's vulnerable spaces and hearts and and challenges. And it's easy for me to validate something like that where it goes, oh, okay, we thought one thing and then we're blind to it for many, many, many years and or we have an awakening to it and we're still doing it even though we're awake because that's also normal. We talk about integration, waking up or having an insight or having an aha to something is one simple, I mean, not simple, but one one singular is what I meant. <laughs> one singular, not simple. One singular part of the bigger integration and, and making of change or transfer, transforming of ourselves and how we show up in the world, our ways of being, all of those things. So I love that. I mean, I, mean, I, I imagine, and you tell us, but I imagine it's almost a bit liberating to let go of that, to have that resistance f- dissolve in you, you know, not that, right? Because it's, it's, there's, it's, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, I guess what what's, what I've been, oh, I got a doorbell ring. <laughs> and I'll leave this with you for a second. I love it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, I have commentary. That's the universe pressing the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have commentary. While Jay is uh, answering the door, yeah, it's if I've seen it a million times, guys. Like, and I've of course experienced it myself. But it's totally normal to have things that affect us for our entire lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I'm selling my house, I've got people coming and going for doing different things. So the survey guys back doing some stuff. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um. This is the this is what I was coming to. Um, the whole integration thing is we have this very vision of ourselves, right? Of who we would like to be, who we see ourselves as. Like, oh, this is this is the me that I imagine myself being. And then there's the this is the me I really am, the guy who slacks off on workouts and the guy who drinks too much and who has, you know, behavior issues and and all these other things. And then there's the version of me that's like, yeah, this is who I'd like to remember myself as. You know, the perfect version of leave out all the bad stuff. Right. And integration is this process of coming to realize what the challenging things are and recognize them for what they really are and accept them as part of ourselves and then choose to work on them 
intentfully to change them to be what we want them to be. And the challenging part of that is having to come to terms that all these things exist. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Oh, oh, shit. Well, you know, God, yeah, that's why therapy and ceremony and any version of the work that can, you know, landmark, you go to some, whatever, any version of growth where you are almost certainly to have a big breakthrough insight or more. That is scary as fuck exactly for that reason that you just said. Because Self-realization. We to, yeah, we have to yeah. realize. Oh. oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Sucks, man. It's the worst and the best, all wrapped into one. Boom, polarity. Trust the journey. Catch you later, team. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> that's that's the punctuation point. Yeah. Take that and integrate, team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, sweet Lord. Again, the comedy of the extremity of growth and the intensity and the the struggle of that it's like god you gotta laugh you gotta laugh because it's so crazy it's so intense absolutely i love that you're doing that work for yourself i love that anybody who's doing that work for themselves because as much as we can laugh about the intensity and acknowledge how sucky it is it we also must acknowledge the other side of that once we move through that awareness that painful moment of awareness that painful integration of making change which is by the way a long time and usually lifelong for most of oh us oh god i thought this was going to be done a long time ago yeah no shit join the club i'm with <laughs> you yeah and so anyway but acknowledging the the real and true at least for me freedom that I feel on the other side of of healing. And again, not that that's an achievement that I'm fully healed, that I'm not uh, consistently and perpetually dealing with my own stuff and and over time iterating and healing it and, and engaging it. But with that, like resist that resistance, that dissolving of resistance to myself as an imperfect being has been, liberating beyond so much else you know the fact that i don't have to be perfect and there's no fucking chance i will be perfect but like that pattern at least for me of perfectionism of really not wanting to see and acknowledge certain things about myself that that are my responsibility to the breakdowns and the and the results i'm getting in areas of my life that i don't like you know and just being able to accept that, being able to accept that and recognize it as my opportunity for transformation, even though that's hard work. Like there's just something very, very liberating for me as a, this healing, recovering perfectionist, you know, that that frees me. I completely understand. Yeah. It's, it's not always easy to... Ex- uh, acknowledge and accept right sometimes it's so we we so desperately grasp onto the idea that we are okay with being perfect like that the the idea that uh, i can fix this or this will get better or something there needs to be this like clinging on to a hope kind of thing and i don't i it just accepting everything for what it is and that it is perfect in its current state 
that there's imperfection, perfectly imperfect, mm-hmm. you know, as by design, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yep. I'm with you. Oh, gosh. Anything else on your on your mind? I don't think so. I think I'm... Pretty good with this session. My therapist usually says I'm good for about 45 to 50 minutes. She says, right at about 50, we lose you. So we usually wrap up around that time. <laughs> so I'm actually, funny. I'm due for another session. I've got this great therapist. She's awesome. She's, uh, I'm really happy I did the research to find somebody that, that suits me. Um, so if, I recommend that to anybody out there if you're thinking about having traditional therapy. Put some time into researching who you're going to work with and that their specialities and that their background is something that specifically suits you and what your needs are and what your areas of growth are. Because yeah. um, she's hilarious. We have this great banter back and forth. And uh, it's mutually valuable, of course. You know, so. That's so, it's so awesome. We've said that a million times too. The right get quality professional teammates i want to say one last thing because this was on my this sort of came up as an idea for me in terms of my own therapy yeah and i haven't i haven't done this in a long time because my my life is so rich with experiences i tend to not prioritize this idea and the idea is this of doing a deliberate sort of week long or like some experience that is me for me like going on some kind of retreat it could be with some collective or growth experience that I want to do but like choosing something that's for me that's not connected to my work that's not connected to my family you know and I love both of those things and those two things get high priority that's which is why I spend a lot of my time doing those things and so I've noticed that I've just deprioritized this idea of doing something specifically growth-minded. I've, I feel called to do ceremony again soon. It's been over a year since the last ceremony I've done. So like it might be something inclusive of that. It might be – so I'm just – I'm dancing around this idea of what's something that is specifically for my growth that I'm going to commit to and do for that pure sake – so anyway, I just wanted to put that into the space because when I say it out loud, it makes it more real and makes me more accountable to exploring the idea. I completely hear you and I validate your your share. Um, for me, I think sometimes that that investment is can be a very, very simple thing like taking a week to go camping. Uh, I, and the reason why I share that specific example is because it's very grounded in its... Yep natural connection to the earth like go be outside spend most pretty much the whole time outside yep and do it in nature and have it be with a big list of nothing to do exactly like write haikus (laughs) (laughs) that's what i do sit by the lake cast a fishing rod yeah you know like just spend time spending time (sighs) that's exactly really what i've been thinking about some version of camping believe it or not no joke. I, I'm not just saying that because you said that. That's really been on my mind for some reason, wanting to camp more. And I've never been a camper. Ever since back in the day at the ranch when I had to tent as a young skydiver, skydiver I was like, never again. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's calling. It's calling for sure. I'll go on an adventure with you sometime yeah. if you want. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be so fun. We should. I could challenge your I could challenge your comfort rain comfort zone. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Done. Let's put that on the list. We're, okay. We'll manifest that into reality at some point. I love it. Well, family, we love you as always. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for being here again. If you want to join the family uh, in a more intimate way, trust the journey dot today. Scroll down, click the Patreon button. A dollar month gets you in we're just we like to create that community of mutual mutual support and it does support us to continue doing this amidst all the other things that we do so we are grateful for those people who do support us in that way but we're grateful for anybody who just listens or shares or whatever so thank you guys really and truly for being with us uh, I'll just want to personally echo that. I get messages once in a while from different people inside the community, from different people who've listened to the podcast, people from all over the world. We're so fortunate to have such a vast audience of all around the planet and such caring and loving people. And I truly appreciate every time any one of you reaches out with a little, you know, hey, man, that episode really got me where I needed it. Thank you. It, it really, you know, lets us know that the effort that we put into this is is having some value for you and so thank you very much for everybody who does that yeah and per keep laughing keep, keep loving and keep trusting the journey 